The Lord, your love endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. And I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Over the last week, as I read through this morning's gospel from St. Matthew, what we call the Confession of St. Peter, I couldn't help but think of the magnificent St. Peter's Basilica in Rome and how you feel when you walk under the arches of the narthex through the towering west doors into that massive nave, the largest church on the planet, columns soaring up to heaven. And there in the center, around the base of Michelangelo's dome, the enormous letters in a mosaic of gold, tu es Petrus, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. It is glorious. That is a church. And I also thought this week of our own glorious building at 16th and Central, smaller, no doubt, than St. Peter's, with less marble, but equally magnificent in its physical proclamation to our neighborhood of Peter's confession, that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God, and that even here on the old north side of Indianapolis, he has built his church. And we know that that edifice is currently being made even more beautiful with clean brick walls, gleaming refinished floors, and soon bright new windows to let the light of God's presence shine ever brighter inside. And to honor the Blessed Virgin Mary, that first disciple of Jesus in the Mary Chapel. Like St. Peter's, All Saints is a living testament to the promise our Lord made to Peter, that Jesus would build a church on earth to be his body, and a testament to the faith passed down from Peter to us, that this Jesus is indeed the Messiah, a testament to Peter's confession. This confession is the foundation the rock upon which we as a body of believers are built. But this week I've also been haunted by another image of that magnificent church in Rome, of Pope Francis sitting alone in the rain on March 27th in an empty St. Peter's Square, offering an extraordinary urbi et orbi blessing, a blessing to the city and the world in the midst of a global pandemic that had forced the residents of that city and of cities around the world inside, leaving our great public spaces barren. 
And five months later, not much has changed. This is how I've gotten to know all saints, squeaky clean, but devoid of the faces that normally fill its pews, coming in on Wednesdays to speak into a camera and not to a congregation. In the midst of our grief and pain and loss, we have been reminded in this time that for all their magnificence, the church is not to be found in the soaring vaults of St. Peter's Basilica or in the quiet dignity of All Saints Indianapolis, but in the people at home throughout the world, sheltering in place from a lethal virus, in the brave healthcare providers and other essential workers going about their jobs at extreme peril to keep us all alive. The church is found in all of us sitting here today in Zoom tiles and Facebook profiles and in the many praying without computer screens. What church is Jesus building right now? How is the church being built up even today when our buildings are still empty months since this all began? St. Peter's will not stand forever until the end of time. Likely neither will all saints. And if we ever thought that our monumental church edifices were invincible, we were corrected by that devilish fire that gutted Notre Dame de Paris last year. And if we ever thought that we would never regularly gather apart from our edifices and apart from the ones who make those edifices feel like home, well, we are being corrected right now by this pandemic. But here's the truth in what Jesus said to Peter. Here's the good news. The church has been built. Look around. You are still here. The church has been built and is being built. And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not prevail against it. This is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. The gates of hell did not prevail against the body of Jesus, and they will not prevail against his church. They will not prevail against this world, against God's holy creation, the rocks and plants and streams, the high mountains and deep oceans, all creatures great and small, human beings created in God's image. In Jesus, all creation is being redeemed. The grace and love of God in Jesus Christ is an unstoppable force. And there is nothing on earth or under the earth that will defeat that love. Not a virus or centuries of systemic racial oppression or a presidential election or a bad diagnosis, or a broken relationship, or a failed test. Not an unjust arrest, or even an empty fridge, or a dwindling bank account. 
God will not even let us, those who follow the way of Jesus, who are called to be his disciples, God will not even let us get in the way. In the times when we are slow to act, when a neighbor is in need, the times when we collude with the powers of this world to harm God's children, the ways in which we choose our own comfort or safety or peace of mind over the imperatives of the gospel, or even just our confusion and perplexity at where we find ourselves right now, trying to be the church without buildings. Even now, God's love and truth and mercy and justice are breaking into this world. So watch out, because death itself couldn't stop Jesus, and nothing will. I hope that we find this both a little scary and deeply comforting. Because friends, with Peter, Christ has built you into the church. And in the words of one of the New Testament letters that bears Peter's name, you are living stones, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. Together, we make up a spiritual edifice more glorious than any basilica could ever hope to be. And we get to cooperate with the love and grace of Jesus. He doesn't need our help. The fate of the cosmos does not rest on our shoulders. Thanks be to God. But I believe that when we join in, when we remember that we have been built into a church and act like it, loving God and loving neighbor, we find ourselves transformed as we help to transform this world as we proclaim that the kingdom of heaven has come near. Beloved, if you are looking for the church, look around, look in the mirror. Let us be the church together. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.